forever. Dog. Hi, Adventure Kateers. It's me, Ben Blacker. And me, Ben Acker. The Thrilling Adventure Hour is returning with brand new episodes starting Monday, October 29th, available on all the podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. What do you use for your podcast? Uh, whatever's on my phone. Please subscribe to our Patreon page right now so that we can pay for everything and give you great stuff in return. You won't be paying for this episode. This is free. Gratis. It's patreon.com slash thrilling adventure hour. So we hope you enjoy these new episodes. I'm confident you will. Then I'm confident that they will. You will. You guys will. This is Ben Acker. And Ben Blacker. See you. (laughs) Inhale. Not if I see you first. Hi, everybody. It's me, Ben Blacker. And this is Ben Acker. Hi. (laughs) What's up, you guys? I love doing the thrilling adventure hour with my friend, Ben Blacker. I'm sorry. I haven't been able to catch my breath in quite a few years. That's not what I sound like. (laughs) We have a good time! (laughs) Everyone, this is my voice. This is what it's like. We can't really start out like this, can we? We yes, just did. We did it. No. Did. Yes. Do you want to start us out? Yeah, audience, you get what you pay for. <laughs> so it is, it's free. That yeah. voice is Paget Brewster. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks for all the support of me on Criminal Minds. I'm sorry that I'm not on the show anymore, but uh, I got locked out of the set. And... Um, that everybody, it was a misunderstanding. They thought I quit. <laughs> Please, if anyone has the ear of anyone who works on Criminal Minds, I left my phone charger in there. <laughs> and, of course, we invited Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> I hope he does his voice. You didn't know what to do. <laughs> what? <laughs> little Gary? <laughs> oh, my God, that's not Little Gary. <laughs> Oh, inside podcast jokes. Uh, Paul and Padgett, thank you guys for being here. Ben and Ben, thank you for having us here. Yes. Uh, would you guys say you're, you're the you're stars welcome. of you're the stars of Beyond Belief, the I'd segment in the Thrilling yeah. Adventure I'd Hour? Say that. I, some, some people may disagree. Would you say you're the fan favorites? <laughs> I think that you know what I re- I I posted a, uh, a a little promo link to the latest episode of Beyond Belief. And, you know, people reblog it, you know, stuff like that, which is very nice. Then I saw one person said something and I clicked on what they they said in their reblog and they said, I feel kind of bad that they make all these jokes about being the fan favorite. It makes me feel sorry for the other segments. <laughs> yeah. Because they're just as good. I'm like, it's just a joke. <laughs> Nobody's a joke. supposed to feel bad. <laughs> it's a joke, you guys. The whole show is at Mark Evan Jackson's expense. The That's whole true. thrilling adventure hour. It's true. It is an elaborate <laughs> prank. <laughs> Um, it's a roast. But seriously, you are the fan favorites. And <laughs> so tell us uh, how you guys got involved with doing the show and playing these characters. Ladies and gentlemen, here's how we became involved <laughs> in Beyond Belief. Edit point. Now, I like to gamble. And every once in a while, I win. Every once in a while, I lose. <laughs> we did... What is going we on? Did a re- we did a reading... Uh, this is really well, the story. The story of how we became involved in Beyond Belief is the story of Thrilling Adventure itself. <laughs> we did a read through of a script you guys had written called "Somebody, Somebody on Something," <laughs> and um, it was a, like this is a terrible idea. 
But <laughs> there was a lot of great performances, um, and it was fun, and everybody was having a good time. Yeah. Which part was a terrible idea? Was it having a it was lawman like, on another planet? Oh, that's what it was. Yes. Right? I think so. Whatever happened to that idea? No one knows. Uh, <laughs> and we, uh, so we did this read through and it was a lot of fun. And then you guys were all, this is so much fun. Let's do it. Let's figure out a way to do it all the times. <laughs> and then everybody was like, it's impossible. And you guys were like, we'll show you. And then you came up with the show, and you asked me to be in it, and then I was. And that's my story. Paget's story is hers to tell. I don't remember. I do. I don't remember how I got involved. I Paul was doing it. it, and did you, no, no, were you producing it, it? You were producing Paul's show? I am the producer of Largo. Paul's show at Largo. And we Head did. Writer, a, I did a sketch with Brian Unger. Brunger. Mm-hmm. On Paul's show. True. Yes. And, and you saw that, and... And you asked me to do the thing with Paul? I had known you from Paul's show. Right. Where I am the producer. And um, you and I, like we knew each other from the Largo scene. Right. And uh, we were doing the Hollywood Hell House. Oh, right. Which was a comedy version of a biblical horror haunted house. Yes, it was, a, it, it was just people, hipsters <clears throat> in Hollywood doing... Uh, word for ver- word. Ironically... Word for word, this thing that is done very sincerely in, the, in, in the religious Bible parts Belt. of the country. In the hate-filled yeah. Bible Belt. Yes. Where? <laughs> so, yeah. The HBB. Yeah, we were doing Hell House. We were doing Hell House, and I said, would you be interested? This is kind of the idea that we're going for. And you said, sure, I'd be interested. Drop a script, whatever. So I dropped a script at your house, uh-huh. and you and it was maybe left out in the rain. It what? was a couple of weeks. <gasps> no. No, I, listen. It was, it was just, it was one of these things where the next time I saw you, you were like, oh my gosh, Please drop another script because I didn't get a chance to, and it rained and whatever. I and don't so, remember any of this. So I dropped another script and I went to do an errand. I got through the. I went to do some errands. I got through one of them. It was twenty five minutes later. You called me having read it. Oh yeah, ecstatic. See, normally I'm right on top of stuff. I'm not <laughs> accusing you of anything. We can cut out the first try from this podcast. No, but no, that's all right. If I'm it took me two weeks, nothing will then... be cut out. <laughs> all of it's gold. <laughs> Four men enter, no men well, leave. I did, but I what did. I'm saying is, le- less than half an hour later, you called and I said, "Obviously, we're still working on it. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna refine it before we we go up." And you said, "That's fine." I remember it verbatim. That's fine. Just don't touch any of my lines because <laughs> they're perfect and they're mine. <laughs> I see. Also, I love Paul, it. you agreed I do to do love it. it. I don't have a vivid yes, memory of it. I don't recall any of my uh, conditions, but um, <laughs> yes, I believe I agree. I thought to do Paul it. was signed on before I was. Oh, I might have told you that I think to get so. you involved. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Not only <laughs> this is why you're the producer of my show, <laughs> the double producer. Now. <laughs> so that was it. So the first, mm-hmm. so the first Beyond Belief, we were both part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right from the very beginning. But then various people played Sadie. Right, After we didn't that. have Paget oh, right. the next two months, so was we did it our only two months. F- it was only two months. Well, because it, it was been... it was Friday nights, mm-hmm. and right. I was on Huff. Nobody's attacking. That's right? You. No, no, no. I because I, I might f- be a little bit. It, it was, was it was messy. Missing for those the first show. Five it was years. terrible. Missing first shows. Five years, so. <laughs> no, on and off. I couldn't do it. And then there then there was the dark time. <laughs> well, look, we'll, we'll get to that. The uh, 
we, it was our first and last auditions for the show, trying to find someone to fill your shoes, and then we realized we couldn't, Aww, and then we didn't. Thank you. Yeah, so some you, people are just irreplaceable. <laughs> some people are replaceable. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wait, yeah. Wait, I think you're talking about wait. Paget and you, right? I didn't. We... <laughs> Uh, Paget, tell us about, <laughs> if you would. Yes. Will you tell us about? Will you tell us? Will you? Uh, some some early memories of doing the show at Embar. What do you recall of jumping in uh, with this crazy gaggle of Muppets who was doing the show? Well, you remember I loved Embar. I, I loved, you Embar. loved Embar. I thought Largo with the coronet was a huge That's mistake right. Stop and have ahead. been proven. <laughs> Incredibly wrong. What, what did you love about Embar? What I loved about Embar was booze. we could we <laughs> the bar part. Well, there's still there's still booze at Largo. <laughs> the letter the M. <laughs> Those are uh, all the parts. <laughs> the, the, M for Paget. We could that the people who were not on stage at the time of mm-hmm. of other um, pieces could be at the bar watching at the bar A B <laughs> uh, watching and we could sing. So it, to me, it felt kind of like. There was sort of a surround sound opportunity in that. And, and it's dinner theater. People were eating and drinking, and we, we could all see each other all the time. There was no backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt, it felt very uh, lively and intimate. And um, Largo at the Coronet, I, I love now. It's, it's different. It's, it's, it's just a different experience than, sure. than it was at Embar. But, I mean, wedging that... The Andy Paley Orchestra up on stage, and we, we had to step over wires, and and uh, it was dangerous. It was nuts. It was dangerous. It was crazy. It was nuts, and it felt like we were all just kind of putting up a, a curtain in the barn and like, let's do a show, you guys. It really was. It was. It was our adolescence. It was. One could say. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, but I but I love Largo at the Coronet equally and in a different in a different uh, we couldn't do it at the Embar now no we and couldn't was, we, we we would never be able to do it now and it was certainly a, a learning curve that we all had uh, when we moved to Largo uh, I, I love Largo now I was oh, so sorry. wrong oh my god <laughs> remember I think I told you this will shut down in a period of months <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was dead set against it yeah and I've discovered maybe I just I don't like change well thank you for coming with us then mm-hmm that's, that's no, you thank were, you for making it Saturdays. It's not like you're dismissing her. Thank you very much for contributing your story. <laughs> no longer need you. <laughs> it took us seven years to find a new Sadie. <laughs> um, will you, Paul and Paget? Um, these characters of Frank and Sadie were fairly well formed from the beginning, I think, um, and that I, is really a testament to your abilities and your chemistry. Tell us about attacking these characters and how you took them on, and, and what you maybe related to in these characters, uh, characters or just... <laughs> Won't you? These characters <laughs> are... <laughs> I thought, how do I get inside this guy's brain? I gotta crawl around in there a little bit. Um, I, I was a big fan of um, the, uh, the Thin Man movies and uh, uh, what I liked so much about those movies and what I like about Frank and Sadie is that their um, relationship is unshakable and they're absolutely devoted to each other and they're always on each other's side um and what i what i love specifically what's so funny to me about frank and sadie is that they seem to uh abhor the rest of the world they don't (laughs) want to go anywhere they don't want to be around other people and they just want to be with each other and drinking in their apartment (laughs) that's all they really want to do and that really it really amuses me how 
misanthropic they are. And I think Frank even more so than Sadie, um, that his his whole world is just Sadie. And he any opportunity that I have to be dismissive of other people um, and be sarcastic and condescending to them is that's my that's my favorite thing about playing Frank is how exasperated he is with the rest of the world and how it's just getting in the way. Oh, hold that thought, darling, whilst I get the door. But Sadie, everyone we know is right here. I was just saying the other day I wanted to meet new people. To whom? To you. Are you certain? Because once you meet someone new, there's no turning back. You'll know him, and that'll be that. Frank, are you jealous? The jealousest. <laughs> just a moment. Frank, you've really not to fear. I love you more than anyone who could come through that door. Sure, you say that now, but it's a really nice door. <laughs> Darling, look into my eyes. Those eyes? You're the only one for me. Oh, Sadie, of course I am. Will you forgive a jealous old drunk? <laughs> I will if he fixes our guest a drink. You're still letting him in? Just a moment. Of course I'm letting him in. But you said I was the only one for you. Well, I meant that no matter who enters our apartment, this would be the case. <laughs> then I'm just being silly. I'll fix our guest a drink. <laughs> and while you do that, I'll fix you a drink as a reward for recognizing silliness and proving yourself better than petty and adorable jealousy. <laughs> it's that kind of talk that will spur me to make you a drink oh. as a reward for marrying well. <laughs> I did marry well, didn't I? <laughs> not as well as I did, but very nearly. <laughs> now, the news. Thin Man, I did not see until after we started mm. doing... Oh, really? Beyond Belief, yeah. So, so how did you approach Sadie? Um, I mean, because she's obviously drawn, at least for us, very much from this Thin Man, but also kind right. of these fast-talking classic comedies. Right. Um, well, I'd seen talk? His Girl Friday, okay. and I'd, I'd seen... But, um, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my, uh, my parents uh, w- were teachers when my brother and I were growing up, and we weren't allowed to watch TV. So we actually did listen to old the old the old radio shows were aired in the eighties on NPR. Oh no, kidding. Um, yeah. So we we would we would sit around the radio and listen to because they didn't want a TV on. Oh my god! So I'd I'd heard a lot of those, and uh, so that's what I based Sadie's accent on. But that sort of mid Atlantic. Um, you know, thirties, forties, fast talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you guys wrote her, and <laughs> you know what I mean. You created her. Well, um, we, we do. I mean, we we've, we've said this before uh, about you guys and about all of the actors. It's always a collaboration for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we have something in mind, but the actor is always going to bring something amazing to the part. And you know, the the character and the actor very much. Uh, I become think all one. writers should should think this way <laughs> all writers should think this way i do like i will i have noticed uh that in the last few years you have made frank and sadie more um and we physically have made them more affectionate more flirty hmm. have mm. you noticed that yeah I think because that- it sort of was they kind of seemed um a little more you know jokey picky at each other back in the day frankenstein and sadistic and they called each other those nicknames um, but but I like that they just want to s- stay home. I do think Sadie, as would be typical of a mm-hmm. woman in that relationship, is more 
outgoing and trying to get Frank to now we have to go. And they have this burden of a gift that that they can fix problems with the supernatural and they can speak to, you know, John F. Kennedy or, you know, whoever it is that they need to speak to to, to fi- fix a problem. But they don't want that gift. Mm-hmm. They're stuck with it. Um, and, and I like – but I like that we've gotten more flirty. I feel like we used to try and make it the subtext mm-hmm. and now, like, we're fine making it the text too, you know? Well, it's a, and it's a nice contrast to, you know, the stuff that you were talking about, Paul, where it's he, – he will dig on all of these people who kind of enter his circle, mm-hmm. but he could not be more affectionate with his wife. And the yes. two of them clearly love and have so much fun together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so we've put them up against uh, any number of monsters and uh, insane characters. Do you guys have any uh, that you particularly loved playing against, whether it was, you know – because of the character, the scenario, or the actor who played that that monster, the first one that comes to mind is the um, the gin and tonic episode, um, which uh, I that was so much fun because there's so many things going on with that the um, you know the David Mamet thing and and the the just the idea of genies and the the uh, the rules of the wishes and all that stuff that 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 hits a lot of uh, um, a lot of buttons for me of stuff that I really like making fun of. Let me have your attention for a moment. <laughs> so you're talking about what? You're talking about wishes. Master makes one uh, for a sandwich. You can't spin it. And unfortunate, some master won't make a wish and so forth. Well, well, you're not Ramin and Ali. No, I'm not, pal. No, I'm not. Drink! Put that martini down. Never, ever. Not ever, never. Drink! And you, adept at identifying who isn't Ramin and Ali. Ramin and Ali don't come here. They don't come see you, Ramin and Ali. They're busy doing none of your business, is what. You rub the phone to try to summon Ramin and Ali, you get me. Who are you? Who am I? See this? This is my lamp. I rub it, I come out. I grant myself three wishes. That's who I am. And I know all about who you are, you sad sack. I know who you are. I look at you, and I see you, and I know who you are. I know, sure, as I know that this thing, this thing we do, it's uncomplicated. It used to be? No, it is. It still is. Three wishes is what they get. Ironic twist on one. Minimum. You don't get... Even that right. And that, pal, is who you are. Yeah, that's, that's one that jumps out right away. What about you? Um, you I like know a, what I'm talking no, about. No, I do. It's the, the, the Glengarry Glen Ross <laughs> yes. speech about always You're be granting. Like looking at me like, what always are you Always be granting. Well, gin and tonic. I didn't know it was named gin and tonic. Sure. Well, the, she doesn't know how to get the podcast. With a, with a D, like genies. Gin. Oh, right now. Now. Okay, I know. <laughs> I know now. Um, I like the I like the succubus. 
one mm-hmm. with Justin hovering in the window and fighting mm-hmm. with his dad, yes. Justin Kirk, when he played that. I liked um, Tig as the crone, the witch. She oh, really yeah. made that. The first time we did that one, yeah. She, Tig Nataro or Nataro? How Nataro. do I pronounce it? Nataro? She made that. She made that witch. And... And she was she was not dressed old timey. She's on stage in a, in a hoodie, and just killed it. And I love that. Crone. I remember her being backstage She's... saying, "Nobody nobody told me I had to dress up." <laughs> I I really liked that. And the oh, well. the Africa one. Oh, I finally watched the, the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> I was singing that all wrong. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> I can do it now. No, clearly. You're welcome, Internet. Okay, you guys, watch me turn into a lion. <laughs> okay! You look just like Jake, but bigger. You got the mane right. <laughs> well, I'm God of the Beast, right? Hey, hey, listen to this. Roar! <laughs> Please, Age, just spend two more seconds thinking about this. <laughs> Too late, I'm lying. See ya. <laughs> there he goes, that fluffy, angry, glorious god. Those hunters are going to be so scared of Age. I, I hope Age remember to retain a godly aspect and not just turn into a big lion. <laughs> what? <laughs> of course he did. Yeah, he... He must have. Uh-huh. Do you think? Do you, do you think he didn't? I, Barapanu, God over the jungle green, can feel the hunters. They're nearing through the trees on the brush. A lot of plant interaction. These hunters. I, Arabati, God over the sky, feel them too, making their way through the air, which is part of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> I, Tano, God of the rivers, cannot feel them, but I. But I see them, there, riding that elephant. Ah! Oh, Frank, j'adore ce Ferris. Hmm. <laughs> yes, love, nothing can compare to riding snookered upon a pachyderm, proving dominion over all God's creatures. Yes, like that lion we shot yesterday. Ah. Oh, Sadie, love, when on safari, one doesn't shoot. Things, one bags things. As in, do you remember that lion we bagged yesterday? Oh, or oh, it's 9 a.m. and already I'm half in the bag. Yeah, I like that one. I like the 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 angry. The trees look so angry, mm. and the and the <laughs> big game hunters. That Africa one was, the, was a lot of fun. It's so and we've good. done it a couple times, but it was always fun because there are so many other characters for you guys to play off yeah. of. And I think every time we've done it, we've tried we've tried to load it with just the powerhouse comedy people that we could find. Uh, and a couple other ones. The the mummy one was had so many great. Jokes in it, all this stuff about the the various booby traps that just would not be effective, you know, <laughs> after three days. Um, what further booby traps do you think we might encounter? Oh, what? I believe we are, in fact, encountering one now. No, you don't say. Now, Sadie, do not be alarmed, but this corridor is as loaded as we are, but with snakes. Oh, Frank... Snakes! I'm considering becoming alarmed. How many snakes? 
me see. Hundreds, I'd estimate. Hundreds? No. Why aren't they hitting? Cat goddesses got their tongues. Now, darling, I'm no herpetology coroner, but they seem to have been dead for a very long time. I don't know who thought they were being clever loading a place up with snakes, but they never had a goldfish nor a guinea pig for a pet. You have to feed animals, ancient Egyptians. Oh, also, they will not live to be thousands of years old, even if you do feed them. Come on, dear, let's slog through these dead snakes and see the mummy. The Twilight Zone one, the, uh, the yesterday shop on Today Street, is uh, a, oh, I like that. a particular favorite of mine because that I love the Twilight Zone so much. And Ben, is actually, that the one that we just did with with Reeser? Yeah, and Thomas Lennon. I think and, I'm a toy. That yeah. one. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. That one is so it's so great, great, and there's so much stuff in there that I love. And and I was uh, I was glad to be a consultant on that episode. That's right. Ben Acker wrote to me and you know said, "Here's what we're thinking. What other Twilight Zone stuff?" Well, the highlight you know, of the year is. Of everybody's year, every year. Everybody's year. <laughs> of the New Year celebration <laughs> is your live tweets of the Twilight Zone. Yes, I, I have done this a number of years where I will... <laughs> the best moment of those years. My, we're, my wife and I are not big New Year's Eve people, and she will be asleep usually by 10 p.m. on New Year's Eve. And so uh, I, I will wake her up to wish her happy New Year <laughs> at midnight, and then I will watch... Um, until I fall asleep, I'll watch a bunch of uh, uh, Twilight Zones. Uh, Sci-Fi does a Twilight Zone marathon. And I, and I will live tweet <laughs> the episodes. And some people really love it. And some people get really, really mad. And the worst part for the people who get really mad who are just drunk and they still have their phones <laughs> hooked up to their Twitter. So they're getting texts or whatever. Um, is there so... They're mad and they're drunk. So, and I can tell that they're drunk. And what's worse for them is that it makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard how mad they are. Like, laugh out loud. Funny, like, dude, stop clogging my feet. <laughs> Block. Like, they're so angry about it. And the, what, what's, the weird thing, though, is people that are mad the next day, like, uh, I woke up today and my whole feed was you talking about some show. It's like, you you've got to be kidding me. Follow some other people. Yeah, follow some <laughs> yeah. follow some other people, but also uh, you need to get involved in uh, social justice causes. <laughs> like if this is a if this is a big problem for you, where you have to talk to the person that's making it happen, you need to go out and save someone's life. <laughs> <laughs> you should go canvassing for the for the election. Like wow, I didn't know any of this. That's that's oh, it's the best. Wow. It's the best. I love that's it. Amazing. Do you guys recall anything that came out of that conversation that you had about the Twilight Zone that made its way into the script? There were a few things. Yeah, I, I sent I sent Ben a bunch of as many as I could think of classic Twilight Zone things. Mm-hmm. You know, here, here are the yeah here are the Intro. morality yeah. plays. You know, mm-hmm. like we were the monsters the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, people who are ugly are actually pretty, and vice versa. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the, and, and one of the things got in was that they were all toys. Yeah, and the librarian, like the moral, felt yes, like as as shoehorned in, or the point of the episode, right? Uh, as could be that, like it was important that it was about something. Don't you understand? <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you learned an important lesson about wanting things. Not really. I didn't want anything. Now I only 
wanted something as a gift for Frank. Also, wanting things shouldn't be a punishable offense. (laughs) I hope you learned a valuable lesson about libraries, a vanishing resource. How could we have possibly learned anything about libraries? (laughs) My name is Major Booker. I represented the vanishing librarian landscape. Go quietly into that good night, Major. That's an order. That's from a book, I think. <laughs> Libraries. Think about it. And and transmission. <laughs> can I can I go back just for a second? I'm sorry to, that I I do I love uh, James Urbaniak as as Nightmares, uh, Nightmares the Clown. Yes, yes, yes. He is just. Amazing, I, 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 and he really made that his. I love that. One of the only recurring foes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I was gonna bring this up. Um, was that? Is, is he made now three appearances? <laughs> See, that's also funny if you ask me. I mean, you kids get that I'm not just some clown, right? I live in a well. That's not what a clown does. I'm a thing, a boogeyman. A walking nightmare. You know, I can do things like freeze you in your tracks. I, it's true. I can appear behind you when you blink. I'm gone, then pa, behind you. Watch, wait. When, when you blink, somebody blink. Ah, ha, behind you. That first Nightmares episode gave us a look into Frank's past. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the, um, the the backstory of Frank, as I understand it, was that um, you know he had this supernatural experience when he was a kid, and he was haunted by it, and then uh, uh, turned turned to drink at a very early age. Um, was at some point uh, as a as a maybe a, as a teen was taken in into this is it an orphanage? No church. The right. church, and uh, was performing exorcisms, mm-hmm. um, and then had some sort of falling out, a mysterious falling out that has been alluded to but not uh, specified with said church. Um, and I don't know if we know how Frank and Sadie met. Has that been? I don't think so. I was just no, I, I was just wondering. We if we did. It hasn't been an, an episode yet. Yeah. I don't know. If it's it not is. in the canon. I don't know yet. if it should be. Oh, oh, it has to be at some point. You think so? Yeah. Are you forbidding no, another? I wonder. Story. I would love. I. I, I, I wonder. I don't know. This is like a thing that I'm. I'm hardly ever on board with. But you know what? I'm not on board with it in sitcoms when they do flashback episodes. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Mm. But I don't mind it in like a, a a drama or sci-fi or something like that. It mm. doesn't bother me. It's more. I think because you have a different connection to characters like that than you do to sitcom characters. But um, I would I would love to see Frank and Sadie's first meeting, which I imagine would be their first adventure together. Mm-hmm. It could be really interesting. It could be really interesting. another I think it'd be a lot of character fun. that would appear in that story. Mm-hmm. I'll tease it now, Bobo. Bobo. Oh, that's right, Bobo Brubaker, <laughs> <laughs> whom we've only used once uh, in at Largo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's only he's only in the canon one time. But our, who who our was first Bobo? Podcast. Craig Kakowski. Kakowski, yeah. The late Craig Kakowski. <laughs> Craig Kakowski. <laughs> Bobo. And, and what was Bobo's deal? He's a jerk. He's a con <laughs> he's like a artist, swindler. isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Supernatural swindler. But but is he do does he say he's our buddy? I'm nice to him, and you don't like him, or no, or has he been us. our buddy? No, he just, we just kind just of travel in the same circles. Okay. You'll, fi- right. you'll find out. Oh, you'll find out. Oh, 
we were going to have a, bo- a Bobo backstory. Bobo backstory. A Bobo, backstory. Backstory. Bobo, a Bobo backstory. Rubico backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? Desmond. Who else you got? Cross. And, and uh, well, um, uh, Donna Henderson. Donna Henderson. Yeah. And her Dave husband. Dave Henderson. Dave, the, 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 the werewolf in the vampire. Sadie has a sister that we've never seen. Lucy. That's true. Yeah, has not been part of the Largo we run. We have not had Lucy. No. Well, I think it's it's not been part of the Largo run, but did it happen in at Embar? Yeah, you really? went to the wedding. It was a whole. She was marrying a Frankenstein. It was a whole mm-hmm. couple of oh episodes. My was God. I there? Was I, I there? I never remember that. Was I there? Lucy, you made Paget break on stage. The time we did the Gingerbreadman, mm-hmm. we were using some of that Frankenstein stuff at the time. And we had made the Frankensteins were the New York equivalent of the Kennedys. They were like a rich, powerful yeah. family. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And the joke was uh, that the, your dentist, the family dentist, was a Frankenstein. <laughs> and Paul, your line was, "No wonder my teeth hate fire." <laughs> That's a good wow. line. Wow. <laughs> uh, and I remember it because we did it like we, we did it once in the run. <laughs> Still works. Still and then, works. Well, this is. We did it once, and then for our <laughs> for our anniversary episode, we did it again. We like we did a greatest hits for our anniversary back at M Bar, mm. and I remember that it was the first time I'd ever seen Paget break at that line. But she didn't break the first time it happened. So I said to you, Paul, after the show, like, nice job, uh, and you told me that. The joke, the last time we did it, months and months prior, it didn't get the laugh that you wanted, so you put a little extra English on it. Mm-hmm. You judged it. And, I, and it blew my mind that, that someone would remember what one joke did months ago in a show when they're doing shows all the time. I never forget. <laughs> he challenges right. himself to be better It's in the time. notebook. But I turned to your Mark Evan Jackson wow. and remarked, listen to how awesome Paul is. He remembers how a joke did months ago. And Jackson's like, yeah, that's, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned to, to Hal and was like, get a load of these idiots uh, with their brains. These smart idiots remember things. And Hal was like, yeah, that's, yeah. Then who'd you tell? Uh, then I gave up. Three, rule of three. Was that Hal Lubin? Hal Lubin was like, that's, we're, we all do that. <laughs> Work just player, Hal Lubin. Well, for now. For now. Um, yeah, that is. <laughs> this that is, is how he finds out. <laughs> but that is, if you're, if you're a comedy person and you, you, you don't score with a joke, and then later you see that joke again. It, it is like seeing somebody who beat you up. Like, Hello, old oh, friend. not this time. <laughs> I'm ready for you now. That's int- That's something that I didn't know about you guys. It's a foe. Now the audience. You can. thought like there's only <laughs> the only one way to say it. No, <laughs> you, would, you would retain screwed. a moment from. Oh sure. Months uh, ago. Yeah, you re- you retain moments. Considering. Of trauma. <laughs> But it, wasn't, it didn't do well. Hey, remember that it time you got your leg well. cut off? Uh, refresh my memory. <laughs> <laughs> that is like one joke getting 80% of what you wanted. True. A loss of a Well, leg. you know what else is interesting, though? When like, we babe. rehearse and we, like, because timing, you can't, you don't know what's going to happen with the audience. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can be slightly aware of it. But yes. the last show that we did, <laughs> that, the, the trumpet. Oh my We God. laughed so hard after Colin Hanks oh. had a line, and after the line, the trumpet player, who was a new guy, I'd never seen that mm. guy before, but great job with the trumpet. How Lublin. Did, it was how. <laughs> he how did Lublin? the. <laughs> and we laughed so hard in rehearsal, and it was missed live mm-hmm. because the audience was laughing at yeah. Colin's expression and never heard the horn. 
And we were kind of hoping that it would have snuck in there at the very end of the laugh and that they heard it. And so we gave it a second of air Mm -hmm. and then realized it's not. But I think that trumpet player didn't didn't he was unfamiliar with how he could have waited. I know. And that's why if you don't know how the show goes, how can you know how to how to do that? If he'd waited a second after the laugh for Colin, he would have gotten a laugh on the horn. And after the show, he was taken away and destroyed. (laughs) Um, Now he's in dog food. <laughs> um, he describes but, it as his business. But the se- the second time the trumpet, because there were a couple of those wah wah cues. The second time we got a laugh, right? Oh, it's just you. <laughs> hey, Frank. You had me scared half to death from your timing. Oh well, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sorry, <laughs> Sadie. It's just Howie Schroeder. You remember from my childhood. We we and a third boy, Peter, had quaint adventures until an evil clown monster turned out to have been responsible for a series of murders. Said boogeyman made us choose which of us he would eat. We chose Peter, and while the clown ate our friend, we boarded up the well. Does that ring any bell? That that hammering couldn't drown out the screams. Listen to episode five, True Believers. The, the boogeyman returned in your adult life. Yeah, he, he sure did, Mrs. Doyle. Uh, you, you tricked him into uh, turning him into a spider. Oh, how very clever of me. And then Frank here, he squashed him with his foot. <gasps> how very dashing of him. Episode 5. <laughs> Wishing Wish hell. Yes, episode 5. Clink. doing here? Don't tell me Nightmares the Clown is back. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't forget. You don't forget those moments when they don't get a laugh. That's neat. But it's funny, it's too. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> That's the two opinions. I like the way that you put that, though. That you're, you're absolutely right. It's taking on an old foe or a you you downhill skied a course and you and you didn't nail well, it and yeah. you want to you want a second chance yeah. yeah it's a second chance yeah that it's like um because it does it does stick out in your mind like oh that should have how come that because you you immediately know like no that's a funny line that should have gotten a response and i didn't do it the right way Uh, Do you guys still feel, uh, I mean, we've been doing this almost eight years now, and do you guys, we don't get a chance to talk before the show, because we're all running around rehearsing and trying to get things in order, but do the two of you still feel, you know, nervous or, or wary about certain things stepping onto that stage? Because now, as soon as... You know, the curtain is closed, and Hal Lublin says, it's time. Mm-hmm. The crowd goes crazy. They're they're ready for you. That's the greatest ever. It it does, in a way, because the um, the uh, the show has grown, and, and, you know, the fan base has grown so much that um, it does it does feel like a little bit more pressure than in the old drunk M-Bar days. Mm. You know what I mean? Where... Like, but that's that's a natural progression of things, you know. That I my show that I did at Largo, uh, we did it at the old Largo first, and and the show cost five dollars, and it's like, you know, hey, everybody, come on, you have to pay for. It. You know, it was it was a very loose and sloppy show, um, and everybody on and off stage was drunk, um, and then 
when it moved to the theater space and people were paying way more money, it was like, well, this has to be taken seriously and you have to really deliver. And, and as much as it's people think it's funny when something doesn't go right, you know, like a lighting cue is missed or the curtain closes too soon or whatever. Like that's not supposed to happen. And, right. you know, if it if it does happen, it's got to be the exception rather than the rule. And it has to kind of be a big deal because it's like the the point of doing it in a place like this and charging this money is that what you're going to see is the idea is we're going to offer you a show for half the price that you would pay for it. That's, that's the idea. So when I go on that stage, it's, there is like a little bit more pressure than there was in the old days. Um, but, but what I, what I think is good about that is you don't take it for granted. You know, it's sort of like, Stay, stay, be present, be in the moment, and do as good a job as you can do. And really uh, make strong choices with this. Uh, try to be, you know, you can't ever be off book, but try to be as familiar with the stuff so you're not constantly looking down. Like when I see photos of the show, I hate when I see a picture of myself looking at the script. <laughs> it drives me crazy because it's like, oh, I try, I want so much to be connecting with the other people on stage mm-hmm. as much as I possibly can. And for the audience, from the audience perspective too, it's like as much acting, like real acting as you can possibly do and as little reading as you can possibly do, um, that's what I'm going for, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's it's a nice pressure because it's uh, it's a thing that's important to me and you know, I take it seriously. Do you, do I, still I still get, get nervous. nervous. Yeah. In fact, when we went, we went one month without doing it. Didn't we just, because uh, we did a show a few months ago where oh, Ju- we missed July. I was, was so no July. nervous having missed a month, mm-hmm. having missed a oh, show. Really? I was so nervous that I, I that. thought the mic could hear my heart pounding. Oh, and I have, I have every crutch I, I could ever need. I am drinking. <laughs> I'm with Paul. You wrote a great script. I've studied that accent. It's sold out. I didn't write it. Like, I have every crutch possible. I shouldn't be nervous because it's, it's nothing but good luck for me. I mean, I, 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 if, it, if it wasn't Paul, that would be... Because I do... I mean, I really feel like I, I know... And when... Oh, I think I might cry. <laughs> when I when we're with that and the curtains closed. Oh my gosh. I have a head cold. I'm a very I may be overly emotional. You've been drinking but, and Paul's but, here and we wrote No, this. I'm not drinking now. I'm totally sober. But I mean <laughs> when we're backstage and the curtains closed and Hal starts that and then Paul and I look at each other and we give each other a little squeeze or a kiss on the cheek and we say I love you. It is the most I mean it's just it's just great it's just great it's just so much fun and I trust him more than anyone performing wise and and I know that if anything goes wrong he'll he'll take care of it like a man it's the best it's the best fake marriage I could ever have God you should have seen Aww. Mark Evan Jackson crying talking about Gagliardi <laughs> It they give each other a squeeze. Niagara Falls. <laughs> Niagara Falls. Man. Uh, a little peck on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. but yeah, I still get nervous because I care so much and it's such an important, it really is an important thing in my life and I, I missed it dreadfully when, when it was on Friday nights and I couldn't do it. Yeah. That was horrible. I mean, yeah. I have a large percentage of my closet is dedicated to <laughs> Sadie clothing and... 
uh, hair accessories and shoes. It's a big part of my identity. Oh, <laughs> so I still get nervous. Yeah, you are. You guys are the best. Thanks for keep continuing to do it. Well, we of really course. Thank it. you. Thank you for having. How us. embarrassing! I'm a wreck. No. <laughs> Let's, yeah. I'm a I'm moody just, actress. I'm just a wreck. It's, it's embarrassing to be sweet, right? <laughs> People hate that. <laughs> oh, I'm bitter and jaded. I'm tough. <laughs> I'm just a moneymaker. <laughs> so Hollywood. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do we have anything else? Uh, can we make Paul cry? <laughs> she made yeah. me cry. He I got, got a I little got misty. Up. I did. I saw it. It's a bit dusty in here. <laughs> <laughs> We have fun. <laughs> is there is there any facet of Frank and Sadie or of their past, of their present that you guys would like to see explored? Because we're always open to new episode ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where are you? We're turning into a pitch meeting. <laughs> I need five ideas. Yeah, yeah. from each of you. Turn off. But the is, end- are there things that you guys <laughs> haven't gotten to play? I mean, it's always fun when when. You know, we see something a little different from the characters. Like, we got to see both Frank and Sadie afraid mm-hmm. recently, which they never are. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, that's true. That was a lot of fun. Cause a yeah, bee, that a, was fun. A bee got the in. The bee. Um, <laughs> Not ghosts. Uh, or Frankenstein or no. vampires. A bee. I've never, I've, I, I would like to see Sadie jealous. I was just going to say that. That's never happened. I was, you saw me holding my finger up. That's I would one like thing to see on the record. somebody Good idea, Paul. fantastic <laughs> and supernatural hitting on Frank because we've had Chip Chipples or Chip Chipples with Chip Chipples with or somebody. We've had guys hitting on Sadie, kind of. What was his name? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Chip Chipplesworth. Well, no, it was uh, Ewing Clipspringer, right? Who Justin played? What? That was pretty That's good. not less ridiculous. <laughs> I would like to see that. I would like to see that. I would like to see. And while I don't, you had Bast. Ba- oh, Bast was a little cat. flirty with Paul. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, not, 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 not yeah, 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 yeah. No, if he if he was tempted, and and generally speaking, I do not care for woman against woman comedy like that bitchy mm-hmm. catty. But there's a way there would be. You guys would know how to write it so that they could maybe all end up being friends or mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's a way yeah. to do it but i would love to see sadie re- that would be great if she was fun. off her feet like whoa this has never happened <laughs> that would be fascinating i think that would be interesting that's, yeah. fun. that's funny that we both thought the same thing marriage and we're crying <laughs> <laughs> what could it be what would a creature be who what would, who would you like to see play this person? person? Well, it doesn't even have who, to be. Who do you it like? Could be, it could be somebody from his past, mm-hmm. you know, from Frank's oh, past. Oh, maybe, yeah, a human. Old girlfriend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, who would you like to play it? I'm <laughs> looking at you. John Hamm. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to uh, speak to the uh, the time that Paul and Craig improvised Oh, that together, was so much fun. Which you guys leaned into a Twilight Zone thing, which was the impetus yeah. for the whole Twilight Zone episode. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. I Craig does this show called First Time with Khaki where he you know because Craig is like a master improviser and and uh, he does this show where he gets somebody he's never improvised with before and um, they're and they just do like a long form thing and we was it a half hour yeah um, as part of the the improv the improv Olympic mm-hmm. anniversary I-O, right. yeah whatever um, <laughs> and there was well, some festival but I can't remember what yeah it was their anniversary yeah. yeah. Um, and he asked me to do it, and uh, I had never done that before. 
I've never done it before. Really? Yeah, I've improvised like with the super ego guys, right. and you know that's like doing little scenes and stuff like that. And it's but, a little more controlled. Oh yeah, absolutely. But this was like I had never done anything like this before. It was just the two of us, and you have to keep it going, and uh, it was exhilarating. And it was you know it really was like that um, the tennis game analogy where he's so good <laughs> that it made me I think way better than I ever would have been otherwise and uh, just trying to keep up with him and, and and you know and like keep the thing going and build on it and you know not like not falter you know like that's all I was trying to do was not just bring everything to a halt and it was it was a ball it was so much fun but we ended up going into this sort of twilight zoney thing like it's the suggestion was a train station so we started out at a train station and uh, and then you know, it was like this weird place where we were trapped. There was a lot of a lot of Twilight Zones or people being trapped in strange places. <laughs> I remember before the show started, we were all hanging out in the green room or whatever. And there was this moment where you were like, oh, wait, is there anything I need to know in order to do this? And he was like, nah, you're fine. <laughs> Uh, it was a blast. And and Craig is one of these guys. I mean, he's in so many Beyond Belief episodes uh, because you, the th- all three of you, in fact, have this really fun chemistry. I mean, I feel like everyone in our cast is so dependably great. It's uh, an amazing group yeah. of people. It is. It truly. really is. And I, I, one of the things that was so great about going to, you know, taking that New York trip was, um, I, uh, you know, you, you don't get to spend that much time together. Mm-hmm. And Margo, it's like, we're in these two dressing rooms, and it's kind of you know. It's a you're hallway hang. Going. You're, you're yeah. sort of seeing people yeah, yeah. in the hallway, but it, it, yeah. But this was like we because we were doing two shows. There was all this time in between, mm-hmm. and we got to really um, and because of the just the the setup of the place backstage, like we got to spend time mm-hmm. and have conversations with people that you don't normally get to, and um, you know it is in addition to being an amazingly talented group of people, it's a really nice group of yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. There's there's not a a bad egg in there. There no, all there's one. Right, but he's out of the cast. <laughs> Sorry, Hal. <laughs> Sorry, Lubin. Lubin. Oh, 86. Hal. Good God. Lubin's 86. <laughs> he actually um, dropped us right before this. So yeah. it's not even like, it's oh, a fresh we're wound. done with Hal. Like, fresh he's wound. done with us. No. Um, are you guys ready for the lightning round? Yes. Yeah, yeah. In right. character. Yeah, in yeah. character. <laughs> in character? I thought, it was, I thought it's all been in character. Um... <laughs> Chris Hardwick has played Des- Count Desmond Cross. True. <laughs> Is that how this works? <laughs> Tell us about that vampire guy. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Desmond Cross is... Uh he is a vampire? He's the head of the... Yeah, he yeah. is a vampire and the vampire... Vampirer. <laughs> he's the maker of most of the vampires that we deal with, I believe. But he's yeah. the, the president area. of one faction. Not to be the confused, but area, the eldest. But not... Right. But not... Yeah. He, he he doesn't run all the vampires. He's the tri-state area. Yes. Uh, Which would be what? <laughs> New York, Massachusetts, and Pennsylvania? Sure. What would it be? Any three states you like. <laughs> it's any tribe. And just start naming, <laughs> naming states as Sadie. People will love it. Connecticut, oh. <laughs> Wyoming, Maine. I quite like Maine. <laughs> You can speak for a moment, uh, Paget. I almost said Sandy, Paget, about uh, Mark Agliardi's vampire character, uh, Carlisle Ravencastle, dark, dark husband. husband to the oh, midnight. God, dark husband to the midnight. <laughs> He's affected. He's slightly <laughs> He's, affected. Yes. 
Um, and self-important and, and glamorous. He's a flamboyant character. He's flamboyant. Theatrical. He's in touch with his feminine side. <laughs> um, and I imagine he dresses fantastically. Sure. Don't you absolutely. think? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's almost like a... He's wonderful. A, a Tim Gunn. <laughs> He's the Tim Gunn. The Tim Gunn of... Uh, the Tim Gunn of the, the vampirers. He's a vampirer. Yeah. He's, He's made vampires. A Nosferatu. Oh, yes. Der Vampir. <laughs> der, vamp- der Vampir. Das Vampir. Das Vampir. Do you say it with a W? Vampir or v- Vampir? You want to say it with a Why W. Why not? Vampir. <laughs> Me gusta. <laughs> I'm glad oh, you spoke Oh, I need Spanish. a nap. <laughs> One of the fan favorite episodes uh, was the Chupacabra episode with the Matt. Fans got it right. Matt Gorley and Gillian Jacobs mm-hmm. and Natalie Morales played the witch, and yeah. who is a recurring character also. Yes, mm-hmm. the crone. The crone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, sorry about your goat. Why, that goat has turned into a girl. <gasps> Carlotta, I bet. No, this is no Carlotta. I don't know who this is. Just kidding! This is Carlota! <laughs> Era una cabra! Ay, Dios! Era una cabra! Y usted aspiro todo mi sangre! Y por un tiempo, morí! What's she saying? No, no, no. I uh, no speak Spanish. <laughs> I am a prince. Spanish is a peasant language. <laughs> morí! Y no había nada, no Dios, no ángeles, nada. Yes, I don't know, Scarlotta. <laughs> it's, it's me, it's Miguelito, so he's speaking less. You are not Miguelito, you are a monster. Ah, uh, knock, knock. Door's open, can I come in? I'm coming in, I'm in. <laughs> Hi, witch here. Uh, listen, Frank, Sadie, I'm terribly disappointed in you. Do we know this witch, dear? I believe we would remember. <laughs> you were both pretty well lit. Oh, yes, that, that could have been possible, the case. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had some great guest stars. Uh, Matt Gorley uh, and Gillian Jacobs are both great. Uh, the Super Ego podcast is one of my favorite things in the world. Um, and Gillian is really uh, is really terrific. And I've had her on my show as well. And I what I love about her is that she's really game, and she just she really goes for it. Yeah, you know, she doesn't. And she's a sweetie. she never walks through it, and she's a sweetheart. She is yeah. the sweetest yeah, girl is. and a beautiful girl. Yes, she's like a she, lovely young lady. In this for town, a woman, she yeah. could be a creep. And get away with it. <laughs> she's gorgeous, and she's really funny and and courageous and sweet. Yeah, which is not you don't see that that much. I, I think she's. It's like you're describing yourself. Wonderful. But I'm I mean, mean and cold. <laughs> I have no emotions. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I said anything. It might, no, I, I mean, like her a lot. It might seem <laughs> obvious to say that she has amazing comedy chops, but I, I guess the only reason I remark on it is that she's not from the world of comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, even though she's on a sitcom, mm-hmm. she's classically trained actress, and of course, you know, you have to do all sorts of stuff when you're when you're trained like that. But you know, um, she really has great timing and really. 
makes uh, strong and interesting choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah. I think the same too. I think the same applies to Elizabeth Reeser. I do. Yes, I, thought her, I do too. That when she was the ballerina, I, I, she just killed me. Yeah, and that's not. She's Juilliard and Broadway, and I mean, she's a trained, trained dramatic actress, yeah. and yeah. she just has a has a gift. I think that is. She gets it, but she doesn't push it. Yeah. She's not trying. You know, it's that nice. It's recognizing that it's funny, but beyond. But but do it. Do mm-hmm. it as written, and it's funny. You don't. You don't have to always push it. And I. I think both of those ladies do that. Yeah. yeah, it's always interesting to see. You know, these actors who are known for dramatic things or who have the dramatic uh, training come in and play these very silly characters mm-hmm. who inhabit the beyond belief yeah. world. If you respect the script and the universe, then you you'll be okay. You know, but if, if it's when people think like, oh, comedy, I get it. <laughs> you talk like an idiot or yeah, something. Yeah, and go to, yeah. But also, you know what? I do think, uh, I think we're an intimidating group, and I won't name names. That's but on purpose, we've by design. Couple, <laughs> we've had a couple of rehearsals with guest stars who had not done the show, who saw it and said, I can't, I can't do this. The I late, cannot do what you guys do. Can I, can't. I say who that was? Sure. The late Paul Newman. <laughs> this Great. was the last year of his life. <laughs> You called him a pansy in front of his wife. He was being a pansy. And his wife agreed, to be fair. (laughs) The late Joanne Woodward. I don't think we should. Where is she, by the way? (laughs) Been waiting. She's still at that rehearsal, (laughs) waiting for her ride. This is the last part of the bonus round and the end of the podcast. Uh, is there anyone that we have not had at, as guest stars that you guys would love to bring in who you think would excel in our show or just whom you admire from television or film or theater and you know would like to play with? I don't know. I'm trying to think. There's lots of people. Maggie Smith. I want Maggie sure. Smith. <laughs> Maggie Smith. I want Maggie Smith. I My dream always has been to work opposite Peter O'Toole. That would be... An amazing thing, and that's who I based the King of Coffee on. Oh, oh wow! Yes. Oh, the King of Coffee has a brother, maybe. <laughs> well, or a the father. Prince of, or a father. Oh, the father. We have a whole yeah. When we get Peter yeah. O'Toole, we have a whole like Shakespearean it's, it's story. Hammer. Oh, it's in the drawer, God, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you already yeah. have that all ready to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually do. Actually, it's oh. Peter O'Toole. It sounds like we have to go to London. Oh, that would be. Oh, can you imagine? Oh. I feel like it's when family ties would go on vacation. Yeah, Just absolutely. all of the thrilling adventure yeah. hour goes to London. Oh, I this remember is... that Brady Bunch in Hawaii. Right. I remember that. So, now, when they go, when these shows go on vacation, isn't there always a crime? Yes. Like someone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the characters crime. falls for a charming pickpocket or rogue. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or a cursed a haunted, idol. yeah. Like they had to up the stakes because it's a holiday episode. <laughs> wow. It's never like a funny misunderstanding. It's always like a horrible crime has been committed. Huh. Sanford and Son had a murder when they That's went to Hawaii. Like, there was no Sanford and Son in Hawaii went, yes, with a was. murder. They went to Hawaii. Fred Sanford witnessed a murder. He wanted to witness protection. <laughs> you jerk. I almost believed you, except there was no Grady. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Grady was the one who got murdered. That's how they wrote him off oh, the show. That would be the worst. When the thrilling adventure Fred. hour goes... <laughs> Avenge my death! <laughs> when the thrilling adventure hour goes to London, someone will be murdered. All right. Sorry, Hal Lubin. Thank you guys uh, for being here and talking about the show and Thank for you. doing the show. Thank you for having us here. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us part of the show. I trust this fulfills my community service. <laughs> I want to shoot a hippo. No, a rhino. No, an antelope. Oh no, a cheetah. <laughs>
No, a jaguar. Oh, no, a zebra. No, a giraffe. Oh, no, a baboon. Oh, no, a wildebeest. No, a hyena. Oh, no, a gazelle. Oh, a water buffalo. Oh, Frank. I simply cannot choose just one. Well, 